Today we'll be speaking with Susie Kruger, a director at Profitable Ideas Exchange. She's worked with a number of leading expert service providers, including Berkeley Research Group, KPMG, Accenture, and others. You know, you do a lot of interviewing of executives uh, in advance of live interactions and best practices, phone calls to make sure that their input is uh, reflected in the agenda. Do, you know, you've told me that you you oftentimes hear business development opportunities for your clients, the providers of expert services, embedded in those interviews. Tell me what form. Uh, those opportunities take? How do you hear them on an interview? Yeah, sure. I think we usually try to take an approach that kind of, I think of it like a, a funnel shape in my in my questions that help kind of lead to the, the real, you know, challenges, which really um, on the flip side from a business development per, uh, purview is, is really an opportunity. And so, you know, starting off with things that would be very easy for for an executive to respond to things questions that are are you know such as what's what's new on your desk kind of what what's um, keeping you up at night lately that that would be helpful to to bend the ears of your peers around get some input and insight what are some big things that you're working on maybe two or three things that you're keenly focused on over the next you know, six to 12 months. And from there, when we get those responses, kind of, well, break it down a little bit. Could you paint a little picture of, of what that looks like currently and, and where are you trying to go with that? Asking questions like, so so what are some of the challenges or barriers, hurdles that you anticipate or are already experiencing in order to sort of cross those items off your to-do list or move the needle at the pace that you would like to see it move? So drilling down past first answers, getting to second and third answers, you know, Continually ask, continually drawing from maybe a five whys type of an approach, but I think the overarching kind of sort of tool or, or, or sort of approach I take as well in order to get the real sincere answers and get to the real crux of issues is, is to take a an approach that has them speaking very candidly, having a very conversational tone so that members do feel free to, to share candidly and, and openly and honestly when we're speaking. Okay, so I, I get it. So they they uh, they go look. I'm I'm really working on uh, the following project, but I'm really being gated um, uh, from progress on it in the following way. So you hear that challenge as a potential opportunity for the person that could help them overcome that challenge. But here's a sixty four dollar question: how how does your client or how do you help your client pivot from this conversation around challenges to hey? Uh, we could actually help you with that. Right. Absolutely. Because we do find clients that take a more curated approach, you know, and in, in, in trying to, to help them is, is they're far more successful to start with a from a listening perspective. So what we usually coach our clients to do, you know, first and foremost, again, to keep that kind of conversational tone, this kind of open trusting environment is oftentimes it's helpful just to start with a, a comment that validates that challenge or concern for them. And, and sometimes that's just as simple as, as noting from a perspective of working with a variety of clients that this is something that many people are, many uh, clients and executives in their space or their industry or their function are, are grappling with. And then that naturally can pivot into, um, we find storytelling as a great tool for 
them to share, you know, a specific case study where a client has sort of moved the needle on a similar challenge. And, and oftentimes there, it's very easy then to weave in how that professional service organization has, has played their, a role in that. And then taking that to even be something where you can kind of have the conversation live on beyond the interview, offering to maybe just do in, in the sort of spirit of doing a, a small favor, you know, offer to pass along some sort of thought leadership piece, or oftentimes there's a case study that aligns with that story they just shared, offering to share that with the executive following as a follow-up to the conversation, you know, if should it be helpful, and then further offering to, to you know, continue to the conversation um, at a later time to go in more detail about some of the nuances of that project um, or client's experiences. And that follow-up could, we coach our clients, you know, certainly make the ask that if, if travel plans bring them to that area to offer to, to bring that client to or prospect a coffee, um, lunch, and, and, you know, have that conversation face to face. That's interesting. I'm so struck by how, you, you know, your clients, you're coaching your clients not to sell, you know, on features or benefits or price, but, but rather it's kind of, I don't know, servant sales, almost like, how can I continue to be helpful? And uh, so in your experience, does the sort of leading with that value in advance of the sale, how does that end up driving, you know, additional revenue into the consulting firm? I think because you're, you're building, I guess if I understand this right, but you're building trust and you're earning the right by doing these small favors and leading with value, you're earning the right to eventually make the ask that's more of the, the, you know, the driving to a sale ask versus, you know, having them have this very, you know, reflex response of, of no or pushback there, there, you've softened them to being more open to hearing, hearing what you have to offer further. You've, you've showed versus it's more of a show versus a tell in terms of your expertise and how you could be a helpful ally in their quest to overcome a challenge.